It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone. Welcome to episode 99 of the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, a betting preview of this weekend's Premier League. We're going to go through the Carabao Cup final also between Tottenham and City and going to have a quick look at the Bundesliga, a rare a rare live show, gents, which should be quite pleasant for once. Firstly, I'll introduce card betting expert and the man who's full of stats, George Gamble. Two, two out of three last week, mate. Just, a, um, just another nice little solid performance once again. Yeah, yeah, that was decent. All about the consistency. I'm trying to remember which is the one that uh, that lost. Actually, I can't remember. But um, I think it was the, the, yeah, the event game, maybe. Oh, and that was quite close as well. Goal. Something. Well, I mean, they did. It was, in my opinion, it was a perfectly legitimate goal that was then ruled out for offside. Oh, um, right. But it, again, it was literally, you know, if I think I can't remember which player it was, but if he didn't have a, a little toe, he'd have been onside. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, slightly unlucky on that one. Obviously, I don't think they picked up uh, that second card either, but, you know, there was plenty of opportunities for it. But two out of three, I'll take that moving into this week. Nicely. And uh, Nigel Steely from Premier Sports Players always join, uh, joins us as always. You, how did you go last week, mate? Uh, listen, I've got to go. My cleaner's just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually, I swear, I promise you, the cleaner has actually just arrived. In a minute, you're going to hear the doorbell ring. I was hoping that she was going to, I was hoping she was going to arrive just as you asked me how I, uh, the, the trouble is, I'll tell you how badly she did, I did last week. I've got to give her the sack in about 10 minutes. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to be fired in 10 minutes after the performance of last week. Uh, actually, I went, obviously, with you guys, I gave two tips and two of them lost, which was, yeah, here she is, arriving for the tour. Um, so two tips, two tips, two losers. Um, but I, I said to you, oh, there, I gave six, uh, six bets in the, um, on Premier Sports plays and the, champ, and the Europe Football League and five won and one lost. And the only one that I gave you was the one that lost. So uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, it was a bad week. But uh, I've just got to break the, uh, if she is, she's at the door. <laughs> I've just got to go and break the news. She's been fired after Bruce uh, and Gladblack won 4 0 last week. If you hear any tears, it's the cleaner. I'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> oh, my word. He's got no oh, money geez. left, mate. He's got no she, money left. He's brassic after that. Yeah. He, he's a funny one, though, isn't he? He was telling us off air for everyone listening, and mm. it was actually eight that he gave out on Premier Sports Plays and seven one, but now he's yeah, yeah. detracted a little bit down to five out of six. So I smell... It's always I mean, the way, though. It's always the way. If anyone out there uh, is listening in right now, if you could just send a quick message, if you are a subscriber of Premier Sports Plays and you can confirm this because I'm calling bullshit. Hello. What was that? Nothing, mate. Nothing at all. All right, let's. Actually, uh, I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, I heard about. I heard about bullshit. What, what was that? <laughs> Alex going off on one. Well, I was just saying, if anyone is live and a member of Premier Sports plays, uh, wait. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, this is this is. I'll tell you this is. It. Let me just give, quickly give you a thing. Right, this is last week. Okay, I give you all the bets I gave last week in the football. It takes two seconds, so you know I'm not. I'm not winding you up. Uh, okay, last last weekend. Uh, Charlton to beat Ipswich, plus 115, lost. Uh, Oxford to beat Gillingham, 
at plus 110, uh, 210, sorry, they, they won. Uh, Wimbledon to beat Swindon, plus 220, they won. Uh, Birmingham off levels on the Asian handicap at, uh, at uh, 1.9, they won. Wolves to beat Sheffield United at uh, 1.8, they won. Uh, Leighton Orient off uh, of the Asian handicap against Barrow at uh, 1.8, they won. And Wigan off levels on the Asian handicap against Crew at um, at 1.9, they won. They were the bets. And the only one I gave that lost was the only one I gave you. That's the truth. But the season's been crap. <laughs> <laughs> See what, Alex? You stand corrected, son. Oh, sorry. I did. Did Nigel was Nigel? I just fell asleep. Oh, it's just good. It's got a little bit bored. Have you have you escaped from jail? I know you're you're Australian's a convict. Have you got a ball and chain? Have you got a ball and chain tied to your leg underneath the desk or something? Yeah, with a swag bag somewhere. Yeah, a swag bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move ahead. Quiz question of the week is which? What is? Oh yeah, which name has the League Cup not been known as? So it's obviously called the Carabao Cup at the moment. What name has it not been referred to as before? And I've got some options for you. But actually, I'll just get to them at the end because I don't really don't want anyone to spoil this quiz question because I think it's one of my best. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll kick things off. Carabao Cup. One of your your favourite teams here, Man City. George is uh, is playing in this one. I'll just get uh, the odds up on my screen. Sorry, I'm a bit slow today. So you got Man City. Uh, best odds about 1.55, draw 4.75, and Tottenham, you can get as high as 6.5 at a few bookmakers there. Man City have lost two out of their last three games, but as we know, they have won the last three League Cups. Quite a impressive record there. And Tottenham, I, I didn't realise that they played overnight but um, so they've played one game since Mourinho's sacking. So I was going to ask ori- originally, uh, Nigel. I was going to ask, like, if you think what kind of effect you might think this will have on the team, the sacking of Mourinho at what seemed like quite a strange time to do it. Oh well, I think there was a couple of the reasons. There was obviously this talk that um, he was getting it paid more money per pos- league position. They they finished in the end of the season with the leaked call from um conversation with with Jamie Redknapp. Um I, I, I think player power ultimately got him the sack and uh, I think Gareth Bale being put straight back into the scene last night and he wasn't playing Gareth Bale shows that uh, Bale's influence or, or the fact that he didn't play Bale was was a negative for him. Um Deli Ali uh, may feature in this game which is another player that Mourinho has fallen out with and it's whether the team can come out and show clearly they've been underperforming from what the players they have. I mean, I, I wouldn't rate them a, a Super League, European Super League side, top 15 sides in, in European football, but they are a lot better than individually as a team than where they're performing in, in, in the league. I think the big thing for Tottenham and the big thing for anyone contemplating them, of betting them, I mean, they've, they've beaten Man City in very, very big high profile games before when nobody gave them a chance in the Champions League. Um, and I think the big thing for Tottenham is whether Harry Kane plays I mean that's obviously the, the key if Harry Kane can play a, a part in the game then then I think they've got a huge huge um, chance of, of getting something I wouldn't bet them because I think if it comes down to a, a tactical battle between uh, Pep Guardiola and, and Ryan Mason um, 
what is it? There's, there's, there's only one winner of that one. And um, uh, so, so for that reason, but I don't think Man City offer very much value at all when you consider that they have a Champions League semi-final as well coming up uh, against Paris Saint-Germain, which is absolutely massive for them. I mean, that is, the, you know, that, that, that we, to get to the Champions League final at the expense of losing the, the Carabao Cup, it, it, they would take that all day long. So in my opinion, I think the way the two sides are set up and the fact that this is Tottenham season and the fact that they, they I think they will put in a performance, I don't think it'd be good enough to win. I would expect to see goals. So um, I don't have really, I mean, I always say when you get to a cup final or you get to a final of a tennis tournament, how wrong can the bookies be? How wrong can you be about, if, if you've made ricks on, on the, on the Carabao Cup final between Man City v Tottenham and you're odds compiler in this country or any country, you need to be fired from your job because, you know, it's not, not acceptable. And in tennis, you get Roger Federer plays Novak Djokovic in the final Wimbledon. How wrong can you be? So I, I don't think there's very many, always much value in finals. But if I was looking to have a bet on it, I think I'd probably bet both teams to score as a yes because I think that Tottenham will be a little bit more attacking without Mourinho. Defensively, they won't be as strong because he does have a, a tactic to stop a, a better attack into the playing. And I think we may see a decent game uh, at Wembley. So I'd have a slight lean for both teams to score, yes. All right. I'll get up the odds for that. But yeah, I, I will apologise. I did say <clears throat> City have lost two of their last three games. But I, as I said before, I, I forgot that they were playing last night. So I didn't factor that into to those stats with that victory over Aston Villa. But, but George, they haven't been that flash, have they, ever since the the international break? Can you put that down to anything, mate, and why that might be? Um, I think it's a mixture of things, really. But obviously, the as, as a City fan, I'm kind of looking at this one that I, I won't be having to play on it simply because there's so many different variables for me. But So it'll be a watching one. Um, I think... The fact that there's been so many fixtures piled out, like you look now, we're getting to the back end of the season. We've got so many. We've got one important game after another, after another, after another. Um, and it, it does take, take it out of the players. And these kind of big profile, you've got trophies on the line. Um, obviously, this is what Pep's been brought in to do. He's been brought in to win trophies. But as Nigel's already alluded to, you know, the Champions League is is the one. And I'm sure they'd happily, it doesn't matter what they say. You know, they're going to say, no, no, this, this is our game. It's to the trophy. We want to win this one. They would sacrifice it. Like you know, like that. If it meant getting to the Champions League final, um, I was watching a bit of the Tottenham game last night, and it was it was interesting just cause I, purely out of curiosity, just to see kind of how Ryan Mason um, would do, see what how the players responded. Because I saw plenty of reports that the Tottenham camp was somewhat divided um, between with Mourinho. You had some that didn't really care, some that absolutely despised him, um, and then some that actually quite liked him. And but Sorry, the main complaint. Life. Story of my life, that <laughs> you're not the only one, but um, but yeah, and there was you know plenty of reports um, about that, and the fact with their training, you know, they're, they're Tottenham, they've got had a philosophy under Pochettino and the way they played, got to a Champions League final fortuitously um, under Pochettino, but you know, they're meant to be one of the biggest and best teams in the league, um, and they were getting frustrated with how defensive, even in training, they were, they weren't you know trying to um make a pattern of play they weren't trying to look at their opponents see how can we exploit them it was always from a defensive viewpoint of oh, what have we counteracted they were always reactive to who they were playing on any particular day rather than proactive in the way that they wanted to play um, and I think you could see last night some of the Spurs players immediately you know Bale as an example already looked much happier um, 
But yeah, I agree with Nigel in that I don't think there's much value with City simply because I think, you know, like I said, Spurs are looking happier. City have got a lot of big games coming up. We've got a cracking record at Wembley. Um, I know obviously we lost against Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final recently, but in finals, we do have a brilliant record. Um, so yeah, there's that's just nothing about that price that looks generous to me to pick a, a kind of win result. So goals or both teams to score similar to Nigel, I, I'd have to sort of lean towards there. Sorry, I muted myself. I think you've. I wish I wish I wish I had that button. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you've moved the market, Nige. There's just been a flood of money come down on yes for both teams to score, mate. On uh, are you serious? On... Yeah, I don't know. I've just seen the old. The I green thought you was going to say. I thought you was going to say. I think you've moved the market, Nige. It's been a flood of money come down for no. <laughs> so oh, actually, wait, 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 wait. Green, does green mean it, it's going against? It, it's gone, yeah, it's gone against. It's getting bigger. <laughs> no, but the Sorry, thing is, I got green... it the wrong way around. No, you got it the wrong way around. No, 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 it's no, it's, it, it's say, Nige, Don't be a moron. Listen, I, top, look, look at Man City. They, they conceded last night against Aston Villa. You I mean you got if Kane plays Kane, Son, and Bale as a front three, they will cause problems for Man City because Man City yeah. may, I think, Man City may rest. Uh, Diaz, with with the with, you know you got Paris Saint Germain in midweek, you know well, he's, he's already you, said he's gonna he's starting Zach Steffen. John Stones is now suspended for it, so you, you know go. he's got to decide. We've got PSG in the week, so you've got to decide: does he really want to play Diaz and Laporte? Um, exactly. you know, a few days before a massive game against PSG, chances are no. So you might even see Eric Garcia come into the fold, and then all of a sudden you've got that weakened back line against you know as Nice said the likes of Bale, Kane, and Son. So got to be waiting. We're waiting for lineups, hey, and we think there's going to be goals. I'm assuming mm. that's the way we yeah. want to end this one. Yep. All right, uh, let's go to you, Nigel, for your first pick of the day, mate. Uh, Leeds versus Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is this is. Um, I mean, I look like I say, I'm not. I'm not trying to make excuses or anything like that. But I've actually looked through the English leagues this morning, and I found it really, really hard in the lower leagues. A lot of teams with nothing to play for. A lot of teams with uh, huge amounts to play for, and the prices have been taken into significance of the teams that need points and the teams that don't need points. So I think it's a really, really tricky card. It's also a pot time of year where you get quite strangish results um a lot of a lot of shock winners come around this time of season i think if you bet every favorite blind um in the football league in the in the premier league in the next few weeks i think you would lose money um let's start off with manchester united though i mean manchester united obviously uh, i think they've got second place sewn up i mean they're 10 points clear of third um, they're not going to get. They got Man City going to win the title, and they are going to finish runners up this league this season. Um, but again, going back to the point I made for the for the cup final, uh, the cup final, they have a massive, massive, massive match on Thursday night against Roma in the Europa League, and that is a, a huge, huge game for them. It, you know, it's their only chance of winning some uh, silverware this season, and I think they look quite vulnerable favourites here. Um, I, you know, you, I can go through all the all the stats on Manchester United and how good they've been and how how many goals and they've they failed they've they lost the same amount of games as uh, as uh, Manchester City this season, but um, I, I still not one million percent convinced by them. I'm still not, even though they're second, I'm not one. That's just purely my perspective, and I think Leeds are relishing this opportunity of playing the big boys. I think, you know, they were brilliant against Manchester City. They did the ultimate smash and grab job. 
they, their goal xG in that game was 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 very very low, and they still two goals against uh, with ten men, and showed, showed they can mix it up and work. Their work rate is phenomenal. Bielsa re- loves playing against the big boys, absolutely loves it. That's what he wants to do week in and week out. And then last time out against Liverpool, I thought the second half they were absolutely brilliant. They they should have beaten Liverpool easy. Liverpool were there for the taking. They hit the bar. Uh, just in the first half, um, Bamford missed a, a great one-on-one opportunity. His first touch took it away from him. They got a goal next year of 2.77 against um, against Liverpool. And I think if they play anywhere near that capability, which I think they can, and given the fact they thrive playing the big boys, I know they got beat by Man United 3-0 earlier in the season in the second game back in the Premier League. But I think they're really pumped leads to finish in the top half of the table in their first year back. And... Um, I think I give them a chance. So, and I think the timing with, with Roma on Thursday, like I say, it's a very tricky, tricky set of fixtures, but I, I'm going to have bet Leeds plus a half a goal uh, and get the draw and Leeds on my size and, and take Man United on because Man United will be quite happy with a draw. It cements them into second place and they go into, um, it's all about getting players fit and well uh, for the match against Roma on Thursday. So Leeds plus a half. All right. I'll get the odds. 2.04. 2.04, I think. Yeah, I'm bet 365, and I don't think you can get much better than that from what I'm seeing. So, yeah, there we go. Love it. Anyone that opposes Manchester United makes me happy. So how about you, George? You're going to gonna go to another game in the Premier League, Aston Villa versus West Brom. Yeah, it's a, it's a fixture that I always kind of look forward to. As I've said to you before, my two of my best mates, one of them's Villa, one of them's West Brom, and it's always fireworks if we're, if we're watching that one. It's absolutely brilliant to watch from from a sort of a neutral perspective. But um, yeah, I think everyone calls me mental, but I still think West Brom have got the slightest of chance of, of doing it. And I've been watching them in recent weeks. You know, they've they played some good football at times, um, sort of incisive football, create openings. Um, which is weird to say for a Sam Allardyce team, but um, you know they're going to Aston. And I'd, they're going to Aston Villa, and obviously, like I said, Aston Villa. Um, I know West Brom played tonight. Aston Villa played against City last night with a uh, Matty Cash in a red card, and you know they looked good in the opening sort of ten minutes. But I'd say they looked a bit leggy, in my opinion, and I don't really think they've got that much to play for. Um, you know, I'd say Europe's probably a bit of a stretch for them. Um, and West Brom are hitting a real sort of run of form in, in terms of the way they're playing. Um, and I'm expecting a really interesting derby here. And, and looking at the stats, you know, Aston Villa, from a card's perspective, sorry, Aston Villa have seen at least a card in 13 out of 14 um, home games this season. Um, and West Brom's opponents, when playing away, have seen at least a card in 13 out of 15 and two or more in 10 out of 15. Um, West Brom, you know, they've won their last two games. They've scored eight goals and, and conceded two. Admittedly, one of those, obviously, against Chelsea. You can argue it's a bit lopsided in that Chelsea had that man sent off. But, you know, West Brom still capitalised on that and still managed to put five past them. Um, and Villa have lost eight um, of their 16 games since the start of the year. But they did win their last home game versus Fulham. So, you know, Villa have been a bit dodgy of late. Now, the referee's Stuart Atwell. Uh, I'm sure, obviously, I've already mentioned him on previous podcasts. He's got the, the second highest cards per game average in the Premier League with uh, around 3.74 per game. And he's officiated Villa twice this season um, and showed them at least a card in, in both of them. Um, he also showed three uh, three against Fulham as well. This exact bet that I'm going to pick landed in the reverse fixture. That was when Martin Atkinson was a referee. He's, he's just torrid for cards. He's got a, about a 23 
average. Um, he's one I try and avoid as well, but it still landed despite him being in charge. Um, and I still think, yeah, West Brom have got a small chance of performing that, that great escape, but they need wins. Um, and they've been showing lately, you know, they're prepared for that fight and they want to get points on the board. They haven't sort of resigned themselves to defeat and, and to going down. They still want to kind of battle it until the end. Um, so my favourite one for this is for Villa to see over 1.5 team cards and they can get that at 10 to 11 um, or 1.91. And I'd have that more around 4 to 5 to 1.8 personally. I, th- I think Villa are going to rack up a couple of cards here against the West Brom team that are still going to try and do everything that they can to stay up. All right. Love it, mate. Good start. Uh, why don't we move along to Nigel, mate. Keeping us in the Premier League, how good is this? Three games in a row for your Premier League lovers, Liverpool versus Newcastle. Yeah, I um, I give um, Newcastle a chance here. I really do. I might be uh, a bit bit mad of it, but I'm I'm going to bet them at twelve to one to win the match as well. Um, Liverpool, you know, just they're just not not the not the same recently. I mean, that stat which came out the other day, they've had a hundred and twenty nine shots at Anfield in two thousand and twenty one and scored three goals. That's a big big problem for any team, whether you're Liverpool, whether you're um, any team in the in the European football, anyone any other team in the world football. That is not a high conversion rate. Uh, I don't think this all is well in the camp with Mo Salah. Um, there's rumours that he might be leaving it in the summer and um, Klopp left him out uh, in the game against Leeds. He come on as sub. He hasn't really been looking at the same player in the last six weeks, despite being the, the second top goal scorer in the in the uh, in the Premier League. Um, and I think that they're, I think that they're worth taking on. If you look at um, their record. I think since the 27th of December, I think it was, they drew 1-1 with West Brom. Newcastle have played 11. Sorry, Liverpool have played 11 at home. 1-2, drawn 6. Sorry, lost 6 and drawn 3. And they failed to score in six of those matches. Now, they've, they, they haven't beaten Fulham at home. They haven't beat Brighton at home. They haven't beaten Burnley at home. They haven't beaten um, West Brom at home in that period of time. And now Newcastle are going there, who for the first time this season are playing without any fear. Because they they're safe, um, you know they're not the same Newcastle side that we saw six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, who who were scared of their own shadow and they were just trying to get nil nils and stay up. Their best players are back. Almiron is back. Uh, Sam Maximin is back. Callum Wilson will probably start in this game. And when they they're, they have them in their side, they are a completely different side. Their goal xG. Um, against Tottenham was 3.86 for Newcastle side to have a goal this year, 3.86. And then in their two last couple of games, which they've, they've scored at least two goals in every one of their last three games, I think they're unbeaten in, only lost one in seven. They've got a higher XG more than two in every single game they played, which is just shows you that they've really changed the way they play and they're playing without any fear. And I think going to Liverpool, who I still believe will be rocking from the news of the, the Super League, I still think there's tensions between the fans and the owners. Uh, I think Klopp um, didn't look a happy man. I don't think that's going to change quickly. I think he feel like he was let down by the uh, by the owners. And this this could go one of two way two ways in my opinion. This could go away there where Liverpool could come on and sh- sh- put on a show and win three or four nil, or they could really struggle. And everyone's been waiting for Liverpool to put on a show all season and show the form from last season. Well, it hasn't happened yet. We've only got six or seven games to go in the season. Um, in 22 matches this season uh, at home, 
Liverpool have only won by more than two goals in five of them. Um, and I think getting Newcastle plus one and a half goal here at 2.1. So as long as Liverpool don't win by two or more goals, I think that's a, I think that's a great bet really myself. I think that's, um, I think I think Newcastle are more than capable of scoring against that side, and 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 the amount of shutouts that Liverpool have had, and and the confidence that you know that low com their second half performance against Leeds was terrible, and um, yeah, I, I feel that um, plus one and a half goals, I'm going to take Newcastle here at uh, two point one. Yep. Okay. Nice. I am <clears throat> just see if I can find anything better. Two point one. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. You can get two point. 2.14 at Unibet if you've got an account there. Uh, that's the only better place that I've found to get to get those odds or better. So um yeah, I was I was gonna ask because I saw you I saw you tweet about that, Nigel, about how Klopp's uh odds went from like forty to one to three to one or something like that to be the next manager to leave. It was that just purely on the back of the Super League announcement of him being disappointed by? Or was there anything more to it? No, nah, that 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 that's the only reason he would go. I mean, the trouble is, you know, he, he I think he was I he wanted to say a lot more about it in the in the press in the press conference after the game, but I think he was very he was biting his tongue of what he could and what he couldn't say. Um I felt that he was a proud man and I feel if he if he believed that the only way that that if he, what happened was everybody made the move for him, but I think a lot of pressure would have been on him to make a stand because of what he stands for. And who he is as an individual, and I think it, if if he felt it was right, totally right, not not no, so totally not wrong to join the the European Super League, I would have felt that he may have said, okay, well I've had enough. There's jobs going, there's Bayern Munich job up for grabs. There's you know the German national team they could have a rethink and take Klopp on if he wanted. There's a lot of people who will take him on, and um, that that was why I think I thought he he, he may go. But obviously, but the thing is with the Super League, I mean, they'll do it again in 10 years and do get the structure right and it'll go through because the generation of people who care so much about the history will be gone. So um, the timing of it wasn't right. And and the way it was put together was it was like put together in, just shoddily in a, with no thought process. But I think eventually it will, it will happen. But I just don't think the timing was right. But with this game, an example, I still feel that, the, that there's a lot of anger towards the, the owners of Liverpool. And I've... I've seen Liverpool football teams in years where the previous owners had problems with the anger and it really had an effect on the performances on the pitch. And I still think there'd be protests. I think that, I think what, what um, JW Henry did as the, um, in the, in the, um, in his press conference was, was a joke really, to be fair. And in his, in his, in his press statement. So I, I, I think that tension may come through on the players and I don't think they will be, um, they'd be at it uh, as much as they are. And they're playing a very, very confident and a very, very informed Newcastle side who are more than capable of scoring against them. And we just know that um, all isn't well at Anfield. And so, yeah, I think it's a good time to play them with what's gone on off the pitch and also what we've seen on the pitch in the last three or four weeks. Well, I, th- I think Manchester City have just about been the only team that have won since the news broke. Is that would that is that yeah, true? Yeah, I was thinking this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at it. Well, no, obviously Spurs have won. Tottenham won. Tottenham won, won, won last night. Oh, yeah, true. Couple of oh, couple of Italian couple of Italian teams uh, won last night, didn't they? Juventus, won, I think, won three one. Yeah, Juventus. I mean, won, I mean, the, the 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 thing was, I mean, it's, I mean, to, I mean, to be fair, Liverpool, Manchester United, they they deserve to be quoted in in the top echelons of, of world football for what they've done. But to be fair, Tottenham 
it, you know, it's, it's just what what out there. It's just like, you know, you get that mate who just tags along with you everywhere you go and you just wanted to piss off. That's what Tottenham were, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. I saw a... Sorry? I saw a, a brilliant tweet. I saw a brilliant tweet and it was basically saying Spurs being part of the Super League is like going to the Crucible and sticking 50p on the table. <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah, what are yeah, they yeah, even yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I mean, that was just, it, that was just crazy. And, and the thing is, I mean, with Arsenal, for example, I mean, I'm a lot older than you guys, obviously. And I mean, even when I was a kid growing up in London, there wasn't, North London, there was a lot of Arsenal fans, but everyone wanted to be a Liverpool fan. And everyone was Liverpool fans, and in in prior to my my brother, was, everyone was Leeds fans. So the, you know, Arsenal coming in sort of the end, and not my son's an Arsenal fan. But what what grates me with them is that they furloughed all their staff. They they got they made all the redundancies, and 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 then in at the same time they're having secret chats to to join a, a billion pound league. And I just think in any walk of life, I think that's scandalous. You know, I just don't think I don't think that looks sits well with fans or people and I think what they've done their greed has ultimately cost them and, and I'm delighted for it to be fair Yeah I mean I think they're still planning protests on Friday for Arsenal to I mean Cronky out and all that kind of stuff um, But the trouble is so if, then, if he goes if he on, goes, I was just going to say we're playing on Friday night too against Everton so that could be very interesting to see how that but, all plays out. But if they're all going to protest, but all these fans, what they don't realise is that the clubs, the clubs' balance sheets aren't as attractive as what you're led to believe. The pandemic has hit them hard. So really, if you're going to make a change, you're going to make a change at the top and take away billionaires from you. You know, your, your, your performances on the pitch will suffer, you know, eventually. So, so, so that's what you're going to take. You know, is it a moral issue or, or, or a success issue? But um, the reason why these these clubs have done it is because they've massively overspent prior to the pandemic. I mean, they and they play players and they and they've gambled. They've effectively gambled on the stadium, on the players, and then a global pandemic's coming. And they and they now think if we don't make Champions League next the next year, like Man United have done and Tottenham have done, then they effectively could be in serious financial problems, and, and could and other clubs will overtake them. They're never going to get back, and that's the issue. That's the issue. What what just because you've mucked up. And a, a club like Leeds or West Ham or an Aston Villa are, are, are running along trying to emulate and dream what you've done. Why, why, why be so take the take away what, what they've done? And that's that's the point, really. That that's the that's that's the point. But uh, but if you take away Cronkett, I mean, so you know, anyone you're going to get in is going to be a billionaire. Anyone you're going to get in is a businessman, and a businessman at the end of the day is not about making money. And the businessman in ten years' time, when the Super League comes up with a better structure and offers them, if they paid a billion pound, for argument's sake, for Arsenal, and they know they can get two billion pound back on a new Super League, any businessman's going to do the same. Because that's business. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, it'll be very, I mean, it's kind of inevitable, isn't it? It's all just going to rise its ugly head again, and we'll be back to these same conversations. But, you know, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's not fun. It's not fun at all for... I mean, especially for for you guys over in the UK, because for me, like the announcement, I was just happy that Arsenal were in the thing because I was like, well, I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, I thought there was a chance that they would just be completely missed out. But I'm, as an Australian and Americans out there too, like we're completely used to the whole no relegation, franchising, all this kind of stuff. So it's not like a, you know, it's not a depressing thought for us. 
I think that's part of it, though, in that it kind of just highlights how sort of out of touch, you know, these people own the clubs that these fans care so passionately about, yet they've not got the first clue about what it actually means to the people, if you see what I mean. So I think it was the, that's the reason this whole thing has been highlighted. They don't understand the tradition, don't understand where the clubs have come from. It just highlights the fact they see it as a money-making scheme and they just want to make a quick buck and, you know, potentially about it's more greed, basically. So when they want to make it a franchise where there is no relegation and there's no, no promotion and basically keeping the elite the elite and you get maybe five that can come up from, from different places, it, it goes completely against what people love about competition, obviously, in this country. So it just highlights the disparity between the understanding of the game between the supporter and the owner when it needs to be a lot closer. I think they do agree. I think they do understand the history. I think they do, but I don't think they value it. That's a that's yeah. a difference. I think they completely yeah. get it yeah. because that because they say all the right things in the media and, and they say the right things, but they don't think they value it in terms of monetary value. Mm. But at the end of the day, we're living in a world now, and it's absolutely right. You know, I know we're probably digressing about this. If you want me to stop, Alex, I, I, I will go on to the next game. But if you if you want, but um, the, the thing is, we're watching football this season, and 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 the Premier League this season, and the English offering this season has been the biggest load of crap that I've seen as far as football watching on the telly. It's never more ever relevant to me that football and sport is desperate for fans. It, you know, it's, it's, we're in a pandemic and we need fans back in the stadium. We need to improve our game. You know, other leagues like Italy have gone, their football's been brilliant this season without fans, but the English league has been absolutely rubbish. But the thing is, the, the football paying fan now is not important anymore. You know, it's not a question of the guy who goes with his grandfather and the worker who goes with his son and pays... £150 a year season ticket or 200 wherever a club is, £350 a season ticket and goes to the game and travels six hours to watch his side away from home. That's not the important. The fan base is a worldwide fan base now. They want about the guys in Australia. They want, about the, they want the guys in Asia. They want the guys in Africa because all they want is everybody to pay $2, $3 on their mobile phones to watch the game and they control their rights. Uh, and that's where, because of, because of the Premier League and because of, of, of soccer, uh, or we call it soccer, but football, it's it's been it's a global product now that the guy paying the money on the door is irrelevant to the future of that club. But in English level football, that guy paying the door is everything. And they're the ones I feel sorry for in the pandemic. The, the clubs in League Two, League One, who are going to, who are back to the all because they can't get the four thousand people in to pay their wages, whereas these guys. They feel as they could, they you know they they just they just go off and and sell the soul. They get the money from all over the world and and, and protect it for the for the expense of everybody else. But the difference is that is the fan, a football fan, that twenty years ago, if you if you had to describe a football fan, it was what I said to you about going to the games. Now it's not. It's a guy who pays the nine ninety nine to watch Amazon. It's the guy who pays the phone. It, everybody's a football fan. Doesn't matter if you're at the game or or around mm. the world. That's the difference. So a kid, a kid, a load, a load of people, load of people in Asia have no real interest in Liverpool, Everton's two hundred and fifty-eight year history or whatever it is. They, they they're worried about they see Liverpool, Real Madrid. Oh, I'll pay, I'll pay three pounds to watch that. Brilliant. And that will that's what that's that's what will change. So when that history goes, we'll be left with a load of people who say, right, let's create it, and they'll structure it properly with relegation, three leagues up and down, and that will be how football goes and eventually league one league two and lower leagues in this level will 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 fall away which will be a sad state but it will happen yeah mate i'd love to talk about it all day but uh <laughs> you know we've got no some sorry i apologize i apologize no no it's well, all I, good. I, I would bet i would bet 10 on in 20 years that we have a super league 
One yeah. stick. <laughs> yeah, I think the odds would be probably pretty short on that. All right, uh, George, mate, we're going to the Bundesliga, Wolfsburg and Dortmund. Yes, we are. It's an absolutely huge game um, in, well, in Wolfsburg, actually. So Dortmund played last night. They uh, had a very tough game. What was seemingly before kickoff going to be a very tough game against a, a Union Berlin side. I think we've lost maybe six times all season. Um, you know, very, very stern, very hard to beat. But Dortmund came out of that with a clean sheet and won 2-0. And it puts them in you know, a good position going into, into this game. But... There's still a bit of work to do if Borussia Dortmund want to get that Champions League spot. And, and I think for Dortmund, getting a Champions League place is you know, it's the bare minimum, but they, it's absolutely essential that they get it um, in terms of the finances. Because um, Wolfsburg, are, you know, they're just a place um, above Dortmund in that last UCL spot. There's five points separating them. So, you know, like I said, it's a big game. Dortmund need to win this one to bring it to within two points. But win for Wolfsburg sees that widen to eight points. So, you know, it's... I think the odd term is a six-pointer, isn't it? But it's it's just a huge game. Um, and I'm looking at this one in, in terms of a goals angle, uh, potentially both teams to score as well. But looking at the other stats as well, uh, Wolfsburg have lost just once at home all season. They've won 1-9, drawn four. And uh, that was a 3-2 loss at home to Bayern Munich last time out. So you know, every other side apart from Bayern, they've managed to pick something up against. Um, they've also scored in 11 out of 14 home games uh, and they've scored in 25 out of 29 this season overall. Um, they've seen at least a card in 11 out of 14 home games this season. Uh, but opponents visiting Wolfsburg as well have seen uh, at least a card on 11 out of 14 occasions. But Dortmund have won just 6 out of 14 away games this season, um, which I found surprising. They know drawing 2 and losing 6 as well. And 13 of... Uh, Edin Terzic's side's last 15 games has seen over 2.5. So, you know, Dortmund games recently have seen an awful lot of goals. They've also scored in 14 out of 15 away games uh, and 28 out of 29 games overall this season. I know where the net is, but as we know with Dortmund this season, defensively, they've just been quite suspect at times. Um, but yeah, so my favourite pick for this one is over 2.5 goals and, and both teams to score. And it's landed in four of uh, the six games that Dortmund have played against the current top four. Um, but yes, that's a 1.83 and I feel it should probably be a little bit lower than that considering how often it's landed. You could argue that it's a massive game at the top so maybe things will be kept quite tight but I just don't see it panning out that way. I see, you know, Wolfsburg, they've got they've got goals in their side. Um, I think his Veghorst is their top scorer this season and he's just on fire. Obviously Dortmund, they've got goals all over the park. You've got Haaland, obviously Rainers started finding the net recently as well. I think Sancho's still missing for this one um, but nevertheless, obviously they've got probably Royce filling in for them. They've just got goals all over the park and, and I do fancy a goal fest here, and, but I do see both teams finding the net. So for me, over 2.5 goals and, and both teams to score at 5-6 to six is a, still a little bit overpriced for me, so that'll be my play for this one. I would be potentially waiting. Um, obviously, we're doing this podcast um, obviously Thursday morning and because of the markets, I kind of like, you know, that free kicks and this goes to the Villa and West Brom game too. But, you know, those markets haven't been released as of yet, but I can, you know, potentially if there's ones I like, you'll probably find them on my on my Twitter. Um, but yeah, so initially Wolfsburg against Dortmund, over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. Awesome stuff, George, mate. Terrific. Let's, um, let's finish up with our best bets of the weekend. Nigel, would you like to go first, mate? Couple, just a couple of things I will say. Um, just as we've been on, um, the load of protesters have stormed Manchester United's training ground as well. So that's going to make that... Um, Actually, 
Yeah, yeah. So that's going to make that their game against Leeds now. So they've got hostility. So the, this idea of opposing these sides who are, who are in there, it's, it's not going away and the fans aren't happy. So, but I would probably, my best bet, and the second thing I was going to say before I come on to my best bet is that I've, I've you know, I've blamed all the fans around the world in, in Asia and I blamed everyone in America and pay-per-views. I, I never blamed the Latvians. So I've got to get them in. You've got to do it them as well. I've got to blame them. But uh, I, I think, I think, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think the best bet would be Newcastle plus one and a half against Liverpool. Um, Nigel, if, uh, I, if uh, I didn't uh, turn Sky Sports on now and see Joel Glazer running down running down through Salford, being chased by loads of Man United fans, I'm not going to be happy. I want to see that. Like, with Schalke well, at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, but then no, no, it's come out and said there was an incident with some fans, protesters broke into the uh, training ground. But uh, yeah, just, um, I think if I could eat uh, the old uh, 2.1 on uh, Newcastle plus one and a half against an under, under pressure Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. Nice, mate. And George, what are you going to go with, mate? Yeah, my best pick is going to be Aston Villa to over 1.5 team cars. Just the way West Brom are playing, I think there's a small chance that uh, they can stay up. And as long as there's a chance, I think they'll fight it out. Um, Villa looking a little bit dodgy as of late. And I think West Brom are well within a shout of getting something from this. Um, so I think they'll test Villa. And I do see Villa picking up two cards. Stuart Atwell, referee as well. He's been uh, my favourite referee in the Premier League for cars this season. So, yeah, best bet of the weekend, Aston Villa, over 1.5 team cards. All right, you can find these gentlemen on Twitter at CGeorgeGamble and at Sealy underscore Nigel. Also, go and check out Nigel's website, premiersportsplays.com, for all the tips you need and also George's YouTube channel, George Gamble, for any uh, card betting tips that are... That you're interested in basically every weekend or whenever he decides to put up a video. Quiz question, gents. Which name has the League Cup not been known as? And I can give you four options here. The Milk Cup, Coca-Cola Cup, Rumble, Rumbleos Cup or Pepsi Cup? Which has the Caribou Cup not been Pep- referred to previously? Pep- Pepsi, Pepsi, Pepsi Cup. What are you thinking, George? Well, I mean, I know it was the milk cup. I know it was that one. Coca-Cola cup, yeah. And then the one that you said was far too specific. So you're not going to make that one up. Don't, so it's going to be Rumbelows. the last one. Don't you know what Rumbelows was? I don't, I don't know what Rumbelows was. Rumbelows was a place you can go and get your TVs, electrical shop, Rumbelows. How old are you, man? Uh, uh, 86. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> Rumbelow's no, Cup, Rumbelow's Cup, yeah, Rumbelow's Cup was the, yeah. No wonder you're feeling crook from your COVID jab, mate, Jesus. I know, I know. My, uh, my, my missus works in, is, is a dentist, she works in a dentist, and people say to me, like, she had two jabs really quickly. So I'm, I'm actually 48, so, but, my, but people say, they said to me, oh, um, I said, oh, Paula's had both of her jabs. Say, how come she's got both of her jabs? I go, Oh, she's 88. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny, man. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, you'll guess it. It it was the Pepsi Cup that... um, That the Caribbean the Rumbelows would have been quite good because you you made the question like we're going Rumbelows. You gave the idea that you never made that up. You know that you actually read it didn't know. If you made it up, you would have made it pronounce it. So that was that was the one that George would have gone for. I felt. I didn't make up any of these options to be honest. I just copied it off a website. So, Alex, you've got to sell me, mate. You've got to sell me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not a quiz master. I think we figured that out over the years that I'm that I'm not a quiz master. So, all right, that's all for this week, gents. Thank you very much for coming on board and doing this again. You've uh, given out some great insight once again. Next podcast coming out for everyone will be on Sunday. But if you're on YouTube, we still haven't released our UFC betting preview, so that'll come out in a couple of hours. And then on Sunday will be episode 100, which is quite exciting. We've made it to 100 episodes, and that will be an interview I did with uh, with the director of Top Sport, which is a sharp bookmaker over here in Australia. So if you're interested to hear about how a sharp bookie runs and the ins and outs of that, then, um, then tune in. But thanks for listening. Uh, do a quick rate and review if you can, guys, and those on YouTube at the moment. Please give us a like and subscribe. That would be superb. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today, especially the value betting ones, start your value betting journey and start a free week trial at TradeMate Sports. Gentlemen, we're going to, we're going to take a two-week sabbatical now as I'm going on holiday. And, um, and yeah, I guess we'll see you probably to preview the last couple of rounds of the, of the regular season. Okay, mate. Have you enjoy your break. Where are you off to? Anywhere nice? No, I'm staying staying right here, mate. But you know, the Gold Coast is it's basically a holiday, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it sounds like Blackpool. <laughs> mate, can you can you send me a photo of Blackpool and I'll send you a photo of the Goldie, mate? Don't you? Dare. I'll just look at it. Watch, watch any film. Carry on. Any post-apocalyptic film, mate? Blackpool. Watch Carry On. Carry On Camping. What? <laughs> 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 Carry on, carry on, the carry on <laughs> Oh my god! Put Blackpool and then put sit, put donkeys on Blackpool Beach. You don't know what you're missing. I'll show you a photo of my hometown, mate, and you tell just, me if it looks I, I, like Blackpool. Black, black, you ready? Black, let me, yeah. Do you think oh, this looks Blackpool. like Blackpool? You've got a tower like Blackpool. Yeah, have, have. Very similar to Blackpool. Very, now you put Blackpool up, put Blackpool on donkeys on Blackpool Beach. It's very similar. Mate, you've walked right into that. That's actually Riga in Latvia. Oh, I just see. Oh, I've just seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there. I'm not allowed in the country. I wouldn't recognise it. I've been barred. Since we're live, we might as well have some fun and show everyone put, what put, Blackpool. Put Blackpool. Put put Blackpool. Oh, it's got a donkeys beach. On the beach. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! Got a beach. Brilliant. I went to, look at that, look at that, living the dream. It's even that? glowing. Oh, shit, sorry, went, I've highlighted myself. <laughs> there's, there's Blackpool. But yeah, look at it, bouncy castle for the kids, look, everything. It's got the lot, yeah. living the dream. I went to Blackpool um, and um, for a stag do about six or seven years ago, and the biggest queue at Blackpool was in Greg's, very big queue outside <laughs> Greg's. So I remember queuing up for ages to get a pasty. And then the other thing about Blackpool, I went into a bar about half past 12. It was absolutely packed with old age pensioners at half 12 in the afternoon. And a, a magician was sawing a woman in half. And everyone was pissed. Half 12. That's Blackpool for you. <laughs> Living the dream. Well, well, here's um, here's my hometown, gents, if you're interested. Here's the, the lovely, lovely Gold Coast. So there you go. That's, that's where it's what's, all happening. What's the actual town? What's the actual town there? Oh, it's surface. This is surface paradise. How to surface uh, paradise? Listen, you don't know what you're on about. Get yourself down Blackstool, Great, great Yarmouth. See proper coastal results. You, you just, know for a just fact, imagine me walking up and down this beach every morning, mate. 
somewhere there is definitely a sign that just says twinned with Blackpool. <laughs> it's basically the same. <laughs> Listen, Blackpool's proper. Get yourself down there. You won't know where you're living. Right. Anyway, People I'll let you go. listening to this. It's amazing. <laughs> it's holiday, holiday tips. Come to Blackpool. <laughs> All right. See you guys later.